Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my new upcoming totally free live masterclass titled the most common legal and tax mistakes at each stage of business and how you can avoid them. On this masterclass, you'll learn whether it's time for you to go from a sole proprietorship to an LLC or from an LLC to an S Corp, or if you have an S Corp, how you can make sure that you're running it correctly. You will also learn how to get more profitable in a snap and put your taxes on autopilot, as well as how to make sure you're owning the CEO role in your business and managing the growth of your business without the fear that IRS hate mail or nasty lawsuits are gonna come your way. Also, at the end of the class, you'll officially be invited to join the spring 2021 class of Unfuck Your Biz. There will be a special bonus available only to those that attend the masterclass. So if you're curious about the program or know that you need to get a head start on avoiding these legal and tax mistakes we're going to talk about, join us at www.unfuckyourbiz.com where you can register. See you there. Well, hello there, friend, and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast. I'm Brayden, obviously. (laughs) Welcome. Super excited to have you here. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that I've discussed on the podcast a couple of times. It's something that I refer to as the oh shit cycle. So, you know, I have fun fun names for everything. I think it makes things, you know, easier to teach for sure. More fun to talk about. The oh shit cycle, this is what happens when we get on this cycle of back taxes. So I'm going to do my best to share a personal story today without rambling too much. So oftentimes, if you hear me talking, you know, about... Like, like last week's episode was on the mailbox panic. This week's episode is on the oh shit cycle. A lot of these just like start as personal stories and concepts. And then I add to them and teach it more as I learn how this relates to my students more and more. So typically, if I'm feeling something in business or in life, I'm not the only one. Same thing for you, friend. So first of all, I want to start by telling you that back taxes are actually fairly common. Like I don't have I don't have any grand statistics like from the IRS, but I can tell you at least with my students typically about a third of them actually owe back taxes for previous tax years and then I would say about another third of them maybe don't owe back taxes but they're not like totally up to speed with their quarterly taxes. So more often than not like if I'm in a room with business owner, like with a group of business owners, at least half of them are going to have some kind of back tax situation. And I also tell people at some point in time, it's inevitable that you're going to get a letter from the IRS. Don't freak out when that happens. It's just, we're going to forget to put a form on our taxes or we're going to fill something out wrong and we're going to need to make a correction. Like as a business owner, that's just it just happens. When we don't run our own businesses, our taxes are a lot easier. We get our W-2, we put it on the tax return. If we don't have a lot of other stuff going on with our taxes, then it's that simple. And simplicity leads to less mistakes. 
on both our end and on the IRS's end. So keep in mind, when I say mistakes, I'm talking about our own mistakes, but I'm also talking about IRS mistakes because just because the IRS sends you a letter does not mean that the IRS is correct in whatever it is that they're saying. Sometimes our responsibility is to respond to that letter and say, um, excuse me, Internal Revenue Service, this letter is bogus and I'm going to explain to you why. And then it, unfortunately, it's our duty and obligation to respond accordingly. So those are some for you introductory notes. So my story with the OSHA cycle is pretty simple. When I started my business, I knew that I should be saving for taxes, but I didn't. It's one of those things where, you know, like, oh, I feel like I could give so many examples here of things that we know that we're supposed to do, but we just procrastinate. Fill in, fill in the gap for me. Pause, <laughs> pause the podcast to take a couple minutes to think about the things that you know you definitely need to be doing right now, but that you're not doing. It's part of human psychology. I'm not going to break it down because I'm not qualified to do that. But this was me in the beginning of my business. I knew that I needed to be saving for quarterly taxes, but I didn't. I think in the back of my mind, I was doing what a lot of business owners do and thinking, well, you know, I know I should be setting aside 10% of my money for taxes now because I'm not making a whole lot of money, but I'm also making like no money and I need this income to put gas in my car. I need it to pay my cell phone bill. Like I don't have a lot of expenses, but I cannot put aside 10% of this income right now. I'm sure I was also telling myself, but you know what? In four months, I should be making enough so that I can set aside 20% and get caught up within a few months. And then four months later comes and I've increased my business expenses slightly. This is what I call the what the fuck happened to my money hamster wheel. And I think these two things, the hamster wheel and the ocean cycle, they are related. They are friends. They are cousins that compete with one another. And what happens is we increase our business expenses and then we're not having as much profit as we maybe anticipated the four months prior. So now we don't have as much discretionary income as we thought we had, we would have, or our income just hasn't increased as much as we thought it would. And now we're telling ourselves, well, you know what? Okay, I'm not saving taxes now, but I still have, still have six months before I have to file my tax return. I can make it up. So next month, like next month, I'm going to start saving. That's when I'll do it. And then of course, next month's come and it doesn't happen. And then we go file our tax return and we end up owing. And I want to say the first, so the first year I filed my taxes as a business owner, I didn't owe anything because... I think my profit was only like $12,000. I was in school half that year. So I like wasn't really marketing myself, networking. I only got a, a few clients. And what that meant was that I filed with my husband because we got married right before I started my business, which meant that his refund that he got more than made up for my taxes. And if you are married, this is something to watch out for because in the beginning of our business, you know, my husband had been an attorney already for 10, 12 years. And at this point, I'm essentially a dependent for him because I'm like making no money, but I've put him now in a tax bracket as a household of two with an income of basically the same versus his household of one earlier, which was subject to a much higher tax percentage. So just the little bit of tax I may have owed kind of cut into his refund. And the same thing happened the next year. I don't think I paid like saved quarterly taxes the second year either. And we still didn't owe. But then the third year, I think my third year in business, I 
grossed around $70,000. My profit was probably like $35,000 or $40,000. And I think I finally had gotten my act together and like got off that cycle of kicking the can down the road. And I'd saved a few thousand dollars. But I want to say my tax, like the total tax bill was like 7,000, maybe six or 7,000. And I paid about half of that. So I was left with half of that to pay. And this was last year. So last April, when I filed, so April 2020, I was left with a few thousand dollars. And I'd already been saving for quarterly taxes for that year. So I took some of the money I'd already been saving for quarterly taxes, paid it towards the back tax. But now I'm telling myself, okay, well, I have until the end of the summer. I'm giving myself until the end of the summer to not only pay off that $3,000 in back tax, but also then make up the quarterly tax I need to be saving this year. And as you can see, this is where the oh shit cycle comes into play, right? Because I'm telling myself, all right, so I know that by this point in the year, I need to have about $8,000 saved for this quarter's quarterly taxes, or at least for the first two quarters quarterly taxes. But I have to pay $3,000 for last year. So that's like $11,000. So that ends up being like 35, 40% of my business income rather than like 25%. So now I'm trying to save 40% of my business income. Luckily, I've already gotten myself kind of off of that WTF happened to my money hamster wheel and got my profit up to like 65, 70%. If I haven't already done that, saving these taxes would have been very, very difficult. But in the middle of the summer of last year, I got more or less all the way caught up. Like I got all the back taxes were um, paid before the tax filing extension due to COVID. So I think they extended the tax filing until like July 15th last year. So I did our filing, paid the back taxes and was caught up on our quarterly taxes. But what was unexpected was a couple months later, I got a letter from the IRS saying that I owed a few thousand dollars for like 2018 taxes. And I looked at it and it was, I mean, this was, you know, totally my fault. It happens. I had a 1099. I forgot to report a couple other things with interest and penalties ended up being a few thousand dollars. So (laughs) I took some of my quarterly tax savings and I paid that money. So I paid that money. Now my quarterly tax savings for this year are $3,000 short. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. So I went and tried to get caught up. But what ended up happening was when we filed this year, basically the amount that I paid to that back tax was the exact amount that I was short on my taxes, a couple thousand dollars. So the cycle for me, it was like, well, it's continuing again. So what I've done is, you know, luckily I'm at the point now where my profit and my business is pretty good. It's about 70% per month. And I have my tax savings on automation. I'm saving like 25% uh, through my automations that I teach uh, in my master classes, which I will be teaching you how to do this on our free master class coming up. When was that? When is that? <laughs> It, oh, so the first one, the first masterclass was a couple of days ago. Our final masterclass is tomorrow. So if you're listening to this podcast episode, the day it comes out, make sure you sign up for the masterclass. So I'm going to teach you how to do this automation, but I'd already been automating about 25%. And so I'm just thinking, okay, well, I just need to do, uh, we did most of our tax return in February, a couple months ago. So I increased my savings percentage up from 25% to 40% until I got that tax paid off and got caught up again on my quarterly taxes. So at this point, while I'm recording this podcast, 
I'm like 90% of the way there. I know a lot of marketers like tend to tell us that we should be vulnerable and like share our shit, but not until after we've conquered it because they tell us, you know, we want to be relatable, but also not a hot mess express ourselves. I'm on board with that like 80% of the way. I'm letting you all know that my taxes are not like 100% tip top shape. Maybe you're thinking, well, Braden, why would I want to learn from you then? Because I still know, like, I still know what I'm doing, right? And I have systems in place that when I do have these issues that I've shared with you, I know how to get caught up on them. I struggle with the same self-control issues, the same like profit issues in my business, at least I have in the past. I've worked towards fixing those and I help my students do the same thing. So it's now, I'm recording this on April 9th. By the end of April, by the time this podcast comes out, I should have that tax paid off and be totally caught up on this year's quarterly taxes. At this point, I'm saving and paying about five to $7,000 per quarter in taxes. So you add that to the back tax. I've sent like over $20,000 to the IRS in the past six months, which is kind of painful, but that's... That's the reality that we have, um, you know, depending on your business situation. So that's what the oh shit cycle looks like. And I, but I want to let you all know, this is kind of the tricky part of this podcast for me to talk about, is that in a lot of ways, it's easier for me to fix this cycle than it's going to be for other people for a couple of reasons. First of all, because I really know what I'm doing right? Or at least I should really know what I'm doing. I do. I do. I do know what I'm doing. So I understand like how to fix this. I teach my students how to do it. Not a huge problem. I just actually have to sit down and do it just like everyone else, just like yourself. I just have to sit down and make myself do it. So that's the first thing. But on that note, I do want to tell you, you can learn this too. That's what I teach inside of my course. If you want to learn more, make sure you come to the masterclass. But the second thing is, is that I do have certain privileges that not everyone has, right? I still married, have my husband. He has a really solid income, more predictable income, right? He's not a business owner, so he has guaranteed salary. And so the difference for some of us is I never have to like really worry about my bills getting paid. Like if I need to one month, I can contribute less towards the household expenses to make up for that tax disadvantage. Uh, also, I've gotten my business to the point where my profit is at a certain level to where I can bump up my tax savings when I need to. And both of these things are not luxuries that everyone has. So you might be a solo income person, or you might just not have very much discretionary income, uh, even if you have a dual income. It, I guess it doesn't really matter. The point that I'm making here is your ability to catch up on taxes is going to be dependent on how much discretionary income you have and how much you can cut back. There are some people who have more discretionary income. There are some people who can cut back a lot more, but you're going to know intuitively as you're listening to this, how this all relates to you, right? And so what I'm telling you, what I really, what the message I really want to drive home here is that if you're not in a position where you can make really fast changes and start saving 40% of your gross business income for taxes, then you're going to need to be a lot, lot more diligent about this. That's just, you know, that's the reality that we're living in right now. You also are going to 
I won't say have a harder time paying back your back taxes, but you're gonna, it's gonna take a little bit longer, right? If you only have, if you can only set aside 5% of your income to pay towards back taxes or 1% or 2% and you owe $5,000, it's obviously gonna take you a longer time to do that than the person who can set aside 30% of their income to pay that same $5,000. And that's okay, right? This isn't a race, but you need to realize A, what your options are and B, how long it's going to take you to execute on those options. I think that made sense. <laughs> Let me know. Basically, there's very, different, there's very different variables at play here, and it's going to impact how easy it is for you to stay on top of your taxes and how easy it is for you, you to get caught up. So Hopefully you got something out of this episode. I know not everyone has back tax issues, but I do. I did want to share this cautionary tale with you. I've been kind of lucky that even though I haven't made the best decisions in the past, it hasn't negatively impacted me that much. Like I've probably paid a few hundred dollars in tax penalties. Not great. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We're moving forward. I now have all my automations done, my profit in check, and I really want the same for you. So you might... Also, maybe you don't have back taxes, but you need to learn how to do this so that as you grow your business and you start profiting more, you won't have to deal with these problems. So there's lots of different shoes that you could be in. If you want to learn more about my process, make sure you sign up for the masterclass. Go to unfuckyourbiz.com. I hope to see you there. And then of course, at the end of the masterclass, I will be inviting you all into my signature program, Unfuck Your Biz. Super fun, really amazing. I have a lot of awesome bonuses. If you come to the masterclass, you will have the opportunity to register and get a super special bonus that's only available to masterclass attendees. If you have questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Braden Adam Drake. We can chat about it. If you have your own tax questions, post them on our Facebook group, Braden's Besties. It's a really awesome community. We are all in it together. No shame around back taxes. I'm happy to talk to you about it. So that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you around. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.